I think I need some coffee. Hello, cousins. Welcome. God bless you, and I love you. Come on in and gather yourselves. Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is December 1st, 2020, honey. We are just a few weeks away from 2021, and I am super, super, super excited to see what next year is going to bring. So listen, I um, want to skip my normal intro and just get right into it. As usual, I'm going to try to keep it short. It never happens, but practice makes perfect, right? <laughs> so, I had two different topics that are on my mind, and I just want to share it with you. So, the first thing is, I was talking to Judas, right? And I remember telling you guys about Judas, and how there's a Judas in every camp, whether it's your circle, a family member, a friend, a co-worker, someone in a neighborhood, if you're in school, if you're in church, doesn't matter where you go, there's always a Judas in every camp, right? And I came up with the name for Judas because she was telling me how she was dating multiple people. And I noticed that she had sex with three of them three days apart. Thursday was one guy. Friday was another guy. Saturday was another guy. And the next thing I knew, she thought that she was pregnant. I said to myself, what kind of foolery is this that you have unprotected sex Three different men back to back. Like, that's gross. And I remember her telling me one of the guys had a dream about her. And in the dream, he saw that she had sex with another man. And the guy said to her, I know that you had sex with this guy, but my question to you is, why did you do it so fast? And she began to laugh and she says to me, usually they don't catch on to what I do. And I thought, this is kind of shysty. The next thing I know, she tells me how one guy sent her some money. I think it was through Zelle, Cash App, whatever the case may be. And it wasn't like $20 or anything like, like that. It was like a decent amount of money. And the same day that she got the money, she was having sex with another man. And I was saying to myself, I bet the guy that sent her this money has no clue she was out having sex with another man. And then... Shortly after that, I decided to change her name 
and my phone to Shiesty Judas because she's shysty. Like her actions is really shysty. And Judas, the definition of Judas is the one who betrays. And I said to myself, if this man can be there for her financially, support her physically, and she can betray him like that, she will betray me within a blink of an eye. No doubt about it. So shortly after that, she began to tell me that another guy told her, has said to her, you see, you're back on your shysty shit again. And I began to laugh because I said to myself, you know, I'm glad I chose the right word, shysty Judas. I'm glad for that. So she and I were having a conversation about Ratchet TV. I think I told you guys about it, and it's called Love and Marriage, and it's on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, if you hadn't seen it, go and catch it. Let me tell you, honey, when I tell you, <laughs> it's exactly what <laughs> Ratchet TV should be. Oh, baby, it's exactly what Ratchet TV should be. Like, that's my type of ratchet, right? So she and I was having a, well, she was telling me about it. And um, she said something quite interesting. She said to me, you know, older women, when they're over 40, they be doing this type of foolishness with men where they be taking care of a man and they be cooking for him and, you know, keeping the sex life alive and all this here stuff. They do all of these things for these men. And I'm not doing any of that. And she was so serious about what she was not going to do. And I remember thinking to myself, boy, she sure is opinionated. And it's a good thing that I've learned during this pandemic that what she says and what she does is two completely different things. And I've learned not to listen to anything that she says don't put any stock into anything that she says because what she says and what she does is two completely different things right she'll say to you oh if that was to happen to me i'd have cussed so and so out but when you had a similar incident happening in your own house where the guy was ranting and raving in your house where you pay bills you didn't cuss him out and you didn't put him out of your house. So how can you say what somebody else should have done? And why are you saying you would have did this and you would have did that when actually you never did? In all the years that I've known her, she's never done what she says she would do or wouldn't do. So when she said to me, oh, it's these women over 40 that be doing things like that. You know, with people in their 30s, they seem to think 40 and over is senior citizen old. Like, get your wheelchair and just sit in the corner with your wheelchair. You 41, just sit in the corner with your wheelchair. 
And then these people that are 30-something turn 40, and all of a sudden it's, I'm, I look good for my age. You know, I'm this. I'm, I'm not old. I'm <laughs> How quickly their opinions change, right? <laughs> so she's talking about how women 40 and over do X, Y, Z for these men and how she would never do anything like that. And I said to myself, this is the same woman that be co-signing for cars for men. This is the same woman that be buying $1,500 iPhones for men. This is the same woman that be paying a man's bills. This is the same woman that be giving man money. This is the same woman that be going out with men and paying for the date. This is the same woman that be buying $300 cologne for men. This is the same woman. This is the same woman that when a man say, come to my house, she jumps and go. He say, take your clothes off and lay down. She don't have anything to say to that. She doesn't. This is the same one that she knows she going to go have sex. And you know what she go do? She go to the nail salon, get her toes and her eyebrows done. And she taking two showers a day and washing her hair and shaving and doing all these things. But sis, you just said you wasn't doing all of that. It's for women 40 and over. <laughs> Here's the moral of the story. When you see a shisey Judas doing one thing and saying another, you have a choice. Laugh at it and don't say anything at all or call it out. Laugh at it and don't say anything at all or you can call it out. I personally find humor in the actions of people with a personality disorder. Because that's a personality disorder. This is like borderline bipolar. So you're not a well person if you contradict yourself on such a broad spectrum. Like you went from 90 degrees to 180 degrees in 2.5 seconds flat. How do you do it? You ever watch a person that get mad? They go from happy to 10 in 2.5 seconds flat and then go right back down to zero in 2.5 seconds flat. You're like, how the fuck? How, how do you do that? How do you go from zero to 10 and 10 to zero in five seconds? That's a person that's not a well person. Something is wrong. So when you get somebody that's contradictory and hypocritical to that degree, don't, don't invest yourself into that person. You'll be confused. So here's the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. So this is about... Family and friends. Here's something that I noticed. I, I used to give people a place to, uh, to live. 
from my first appointment up until where I'm at now. And I'm 43 years old. And I felt that people only spoke to me for a place to live. And when they found something better, they would throw me to the wayside and move on. And usually what happen, what happens is they kind of fall back down the ladder that they were climbing, and then they come back to me. And then they kind of test the waters because they know what they did is wrong, and they want to see, am I mad? Am I offended? Am I this? Am I that? And if I'm not upset behind the wrongful thing that they've done, they want me to let them back into my home. And so when I got into my mid-30s, I said, you know, I've never spent more than 90 days in my home with just me and my son. And I wanted to know what that felt like. So I began to tell people, no. And I've had people try to sneak their way in. I've had people try to bamboozle their way in. I've had people try to butter me up to get in. I mean, I've had all sorts of personalities come my way. And I said, you know, the next time I live with somebody, it's going to be with my husband. That's it. My son moved out. He got his own place. And I began for the first time in my life to see what it feels like to live by myself. No kids, no family member, no friend, no significant other. And initially, I loved it. Now I'm in a place where I'm like, some days it's good. I like the space. I like the privacy. I like that I'm able to digress. And then other days, I would prefer to have someone. Well, I would prefer to have a significant other with me. But for the most part, I can say that I do like my space. I do like living alone. So, this year I've had people try to move in with me. And they've tried all different ways to move in with me. And when I drew my line in the sand, they didn't speak. Which was fine with me. And here's what I noticed. And I'm not sure... If I even want to bother with feeling some type of way about this. Because I've learned to pick and choose my battles. Some things are not worth getting upset about. And some things require my attention. I've noticed that when I don't allow anyone to live with me. Number one, they don't speak. And number two, they don't even step foot in my home. It could be a celebratory party, a dinner party, something important, a holiday, whatever. 
they will not step foot in my home. But if I were to say, yeah, come live with me, they could come from Timbuktu with one bag and they would come running to come and live with my house. I don't like a user. I don't like a user. So here's what I want to say to you. It's okay to help people out if that's what you want to do. I think you should have a time limit on it, um, how long someone can stay with you. And that needs to be said, you know, from the beginning. And whatever bills you want them to contribute to, you need to say that to them from the beginning. So that there's no surprises and that they don't think you're trying to get over on them, you know, financially. Say it from the beginning and have a time frame. I personally am in a place where, again, if it's not a significant other, they cannot stay with me. If they don't have a job, I'm not even going to date them. Stay exactly where you are because I'm not going to financially support someone who's not my fiancé or my husband. I'm not going to do that. And if I did financially support my fiancé or my husband, something happened. Maybe he had surgery, you know, maybe the job furloughed, the company that he worked for, maybe they furloughed. It has to be a reason. I'm just not going to take care of a bum or a womanizer. I'm just not, I'm not doing it. So if someone does not want to speak to you or step foot in your home because you won't give them a place to live, as they used to say, two tears in a bucket, fuck it. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, cousins, this has been under 20 minutes. I think I've done well for like the second time in my audio journal podcasting history <laughs> I just wanted to come on and share those two things with you because it was on my mind I'm not sure why it was like weighing on my mind so heavily but I thought let me go make a podcast it's probably something that um, someone needs to hear in my own story all right so until next time shalom